Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Eric Branchett, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Our still nameless Oakhurst heroes celebrated the end of exams and the winter solstice. Iris stood up to her pottery teacher, Babette Largir's tyranny, and made a triple-layer clay masterpiece. Her work brought her back to the Fey past and inspired her to create a true work of art. Babette was so awed by the masterpiece, she vowed to never touch clay or pottery again until she find inspiration as beautiful as Iris's. Evelyn and her mortal enemy, Maddie McFinfan, were set to present their presentation-slash-class workout dedicated to the legend of fitness Richard Simmons, when Maddie stumbled and sprung her ankle. It was up to Evelyn alone to lead the class in the workout. Maddie was so impressed and thankful that it built the bridge over the long chasm between them. Her instructor Cicero was so impressed by the newly kindled friendship, he aced them on the spot. Zack and Coffee Josh presented their business project to Professor Otto Snoozen. All seemed to be going swimmingly with Zack's hidden drugs in his band shirt scheme until he was confronted by the domineering Sergeant Bull Steele of the campus police. It turns out Bull Steele had connected most of the campus's drug trafficking to Zack's band t-shirts. Just when it seemed that Zack was cornered, Captain Fox Hawley appeared and reprimanded Bull Steele for his already noted aggressive tactics and put him on probation for student harassment. Zack made out like a bandit with an A and a clean record. Well, for now. Kane found himself on the set of his professor Mo Picton's classic horror homage film, Revenge of the Creature's Bride. The lead actor, Aurora Stella, was refusing to speak the cheesy dialogue when Mo Picton finally arrived on set. Turns out he's been acting like a little bit of a stuck-up bad boy during this time. Although this time, Kane noticed that he seemed incredibly aloof and upset and disturbed. Kane was able to piece together that Mo may have indeed made a deal with his demonic bestie for the film to be a masterpiece. Mo departed from Kane and walked up to the clock tower, leaving Kane in charge of the shots. Just as Kane wrapped up the dramatic scene, another scene unfolded, with Mo leaping from the clock tower to his untimely death. Dr. Egan was summoned to the President's Tower by former Dean, now Vice President, Don Dean. Apparently, her secret donor, the employer of the tweed-wearing kindly Irishman who's been following her around, has arrived on campus and would like to meet her. Upon her arrival, she discovered that her donor was none other than the very being who turned her into a creature of the night nearly two millennia ago. His name is Abertok, now going by Mr. Abertnot. After a confrontation and flashback showing how Egan turned, and the revelation that vampires are in fact not immortal, Abertok and Egan's undeath is rooted in the magic of her own father. Egan agreed to continue her research of curing her on death, accepting Abertok's condition that with his financing and his magical expertise, 
he be the first one to take the antidote and be allowed to finally die. Our heroes ended their eventful day with meeting at Dr. Egan's home in Oakhaven to exchange gifts and celebrate the winter solstice. The night culminated with a magical present appearing in the fireplace from their poltergeist friend Rufus. He departed a gift on each of them from his tours around the world. Our chapter ended with the chairman and the mysterious leader figure who drained the frat boy Chadley of his life essence. They met in the society headquarters and, unbeknownst to our players, began to play a simple game of chess. However, the chess pieces they were using were that of our hero's likeness. Now that that is all behind us, let us go to December 24th, Christmas Eve, between our hero's first and second semesters. Welcome back to Oakhurst, everyone. Welcome back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 18, Silent Night, Unholy Night. And welcome back, everyone, to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale, brought to you, of course, by the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast and Tall Tale Theater Collective. How is everyone doing tonight? <laughs> we have been... <laughs> We have been away for quite a while, folks, haven't we? Yeah. It has been, yeah, it's been almost two months. uh, So we're really excited to get back in here and jump in. Um, When this airs, who knows? But right now it's Christmas time. (laughs) So days before. Merry Christmas, everybody in real time. (laughs) Absolutely. Happy holidays, everyone. We are going to be uh, presenting you, uh, you know, we had the Solstice episode last time. We have the Christmas episode this time. It's not going to be Christmas when it airs, but who cares? It'll be like Christmas in March or April. That's so much fun. (laughs) So it really has been quite a while, but we're ready to jump back in and get back to it. We're heading into a brand new semester at Oakhurst College. Very exciting. But before we do that, we have a few little housekeeping scenes to take care of. So why don't we cut to that and let's see what our characters can get up to before 1991 strikes, shall we? Let's do it. Let's go. Our camera opens on the snowy windowsill outside of Egan's home. And we see Egan uh, inside. And you can see that from the different decorations kind of around her neighbors and stuff like that. Uh, clearly, this is the pinnacle of Christmas time. It is, in fact, Christmas Eve. And Egan is alone in her house. And the camera kind of pans into the window. And Egan, what are you doing? Well, she is in her bedroom, and she's preparing for a surprise visit to Jeremy's house. (laughs) And she walks over to her closet, and she opens up the door, and she pulls out a garment bag that says, Kinks and Links. (laughs) (laughs) And around the garment bag is one of those, like, um, cross-body sashes that, uh, you know, beauty pageant contestants wear and a ginormous oversized gift tag that reads to Jeremy from Elizabeth. Ooh. <laughs> and she... I'm turned on. <laughs> so she hangs the, um, the garment bag up on the, um, the back of her closet door and she unzips the garment bag and she pulls it over the hanger and lets it fall to the floor. 
And what you're seeing is a screen accurate 1970s era Wonder Woman costume. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then she walks over to her bed and sits on the side of her bed near the nightstand where her phone is. And she picks up the receiver and dials Jeremy's number. Now, as she was reaching for the phone, she accidentally bumps her purse that was on the nightstand and it falls to the floor and her keys fall out. And as she's waiting for the phone to start ringing on the other end, she sees the shiny key that Jeremy gave her as a Christmas present, the one to his house. And as the phone begins to ring, she just she just kind of stares at it for a bit. And as you're staring and the phone is ringing, it rings probably two or three more times. And you hear a gentle pickup on the other end. Hello, this is Jeremy Renner speaking. She doesn't respond. Hello? She hangs up. And as you hang up, you hear... Is this... She gets up from the bed and she walks over to the closet and she picks up the garment bag on the ground and she just kind of stares at the costume for another minute. And then she puts the garment bag over the costume and the sash and the bow and the gift tag. And then she zips it up and puts it back in her closet and closes the door and then heads back over to her phone again. But before she picks it up, she reaches into her purse and she pulls out the business card that the Irishman gave to her at the Welcome Week Mixer. And then she dials the number on the card. And this time it only rings about twice and a very affirmative, um, one might say aggressive pickup, <laughs> it picks up. And on the other end, you hear the low Irish voice of Abertock, or as he is going by now, Mr. Abertnot, and you hear him go, Hello. If we're going to do this, I want to do it quickly and on my terms. Do you understand? <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. Do you understand? I understand. Good. I think it's time we had a meeting. I want to talk equipment and supplies. Meet me in my office at 8am tomorrow morning. I... I assume you already know where my office is? Don't be late. And she hangs up the phone. Just before you hang up, you hear... Elizabeth, I did just want to say... Merry Christmas. She hangs up the phone. And as you're looking at your phone and the Wonder Woman costume laid out, that will probably stay there. And you're sitting in your room by yourself with just that single lamp kind of cascading your shadow um, across the wall. The camera slowly fades out into the winter night as you can gently hear the church bells ringing from across the square in Oak Haven. Kane. Hi. <laughs> Kane, our camera cuts to you as you're walking in the slushy snow. Mm. And you're headed towards a very specific building, aren't you? 
Yes, I am. One I have not been to yet, actually. No, you're following <laughs> some signs that are leading you to the dormitory of the Roots, which is the <laughs> literally the exact opposite that you are used to. Uh, you actually find that as you kind of get off the like perfectly cobbled roads that surround the treetop dorm, uh, and and you take like a few kind of you know streets, and and you see that the signs that are saying towards the Roots just get like deteriorated as they go. Yeah, and like the the, the cement starts getting all cracked and broken, you know? He, um, he kind of says out loud as he sees these things, I didn't even know there was more campus past the sanitation center. God, it smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you go down, uh, downstream of the sanitation center where the roots is located. As you approach, you see, uh, you know, this is this is Christmas Eve. No one is here. The campus has, ever since um, the solstice, the campus has been very quiet since all the students have left. And you basically have the campus to yourself. There's, you know, maybe in total you've seen about 20 strangers floating around, but it's, it's very quiet. So, you know, in fact, your footsteps are the only ones leading up to the dormitory in the snow. Uh, but what you do see is there is a small pack of rats that have kind of gathered around the outside and seem to be making little snow igloos and playing within them and uh, the biggest one that seems to be kind of instigating the group has one a half of his ear has been bitten off um, but that was in fact the rat that won the battle way back when when <laughs> Evelyn passed them um, you know if these weren't covered in feces they'd actually be kind of cute <laughs> <laughs> he kind of steps away. <laughs> yeah, like three of them hiss at you and start like chasing your feet and like biting at your feet. Fuck, fuck, fuck off! <laughs> and he's trying to kick slush at them. Stupid. <laughs> it's real leather. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually go away and you're left. Uh, you open the door and you see like half of the fluorescent lights are like flashing. Um, uh, half of them haven't even been replaced. They're like long dead. Uh, the clock has been opened up and its parts have been stolen. So it's just like frozen on 318 for some reason. And uh, <laughs> and, and you see that the reception person is passed out on the desk with like a half burned joint still burning in their mouths. And they're just out cold with a bunch of like Cheeto dust on their shirt. <laughs> I really should invite Evelyn over more. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he um he kind of looks at... He actually doesn't know which room is, is Evelyn's because he's never been here. So he's going to see if there's a, a list uh, by this person who's supposed to be guarding the door if uh, he can find Evelyn's room. Yeah, like literally you walk up and the directory of everyone's name and personal information is just out. In fact, some pages are clearly torn out of the book as if people have like looked them up. Huh. Evelyn, 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 Evelyn. Ah, okay, there we go. He's gonna make his way up and to her door and thinking it's the right one, give it a knock. Yeah, you only pass one person with a ski mask who has like a toaster in their hand um, and what seem to be like a large collection of cables and they kind of just like give you like the shush with like their single finger and they walk by and you swore like they winked at you through the mask and that was better. He, he just kind of nods and says, happy holidays. <laughs> and he doesn't know what he's like fuck man um, yeah he'll uh, he'll just go straight to Evelyn's and knock on her door now I will say Kane the one thing that's kind of made this these past few days special is ever since Mo Picton took his own life and, and even a little bit before that your bestie has been very aloof 
He has been not around a lot. And when I mean a lot, I mean you you catch glimpses of, of him from time to time, watching you maybe like interacting with someone or like eating a snow cone off in the distance. He waves at you sometimes, but he's been very distant lately. What a nice break. <laughs> oh man. You're, you're you're about to knock on the door. Um, Evelyn, we're gonna cut to you. What are you doing in your room right now? Um, she is just hanging out in her room with whiskers. Uh, flipping through the yearbooks that Rufus gave her for Christmas, and she's also checking out that book that they found ages ago in um, the at the Welcome Week mixer, the one that was in code. Yes, the one uh, you, you found Coffee Bob's code book. Yes. Evelyn, can you just give me a cold roll right now? I just want to see how much you have had time to learn. That's an eight. Okay, so you... You've been looking at this for like the better part of the day and you've noticed that you can start to connect when he uses double letters. So you've broken the code of like E's and A's and things like that so far. Okay, perfect. It's still highly unintelligible, but you're at least starting to break away at that code. And as like Whiskers is kind of curled up against you and you're laying on your bed working that out, you hear a knock at your door. And this sounds like a knock, not someone trying to break in, which you're used to hearing. <laughs> I'm going to go to the door. I'm not going to open it. And I'm going to talk through it and sing, hello, who's there? <laughs> hey, Evelyn, it's, uh, it's Kane. Can I come in? Also, you're it. not missing a toaster, are you? Uh, <laughs> she's going to open the door then. See, uh, no, I'm not missing a toaster. Uh, okay, believe me, perfect. I know better than to leave valuable things lying around in my room. Yeah, I, uh, um... May I come in? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, sure. I was not expecting to see you here at all. No, yeah, I kind of... This is a little... Uh, well, not unplanned, but I, uh, I realize I, I kind of need your help since you seem to be a little more in intuitive with magic and whatnot. What do you need help with? Okay, um... So, so you're, you're aware that I have a demon living in me and I, I have a dark power that I kind of have debts to and stuff and it's, it's kind of not a good thing, right? Okay, wait, I'm going to stop you there. Oh. <laughs> Are you talking about dark magic? Well... Because <laughs> if this has anything to do with your demon, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's actually in, in spite of my demon, I would say. It's not necessarily to do with my demon. Uh, he's not, he's not going to be involved. This is kind of something I just need your help with. Well, what exactly is it? Well, uh, and he pulls a box out of his back pocket, and it looks about the size of a ring box. And he opens it, and what you see is a silver ring with a flower at the top. And in the middle of the flower, there's this diamond. He, he pulls it out, and he says, f well, f first to give some clarification, I was, I was actually hoping to give this to Iris uh, sometime around Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know it seems like we're moving fast, but... Uh, I was going to say that. What has this been, like four months? Hey, you'd, you'd be amazed what we did in three days, but... <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like knowing longer. the two of you, I really shouldn't be that surprised. But the reason I wanted to bring this up to you, and I haven't told anybody else, so pl please don't tell anyone, but I have a really big fear that that something might go wrong. And with me and I'm afraid that with this dark power and what I'm meddling with that she might lose me she already has once and 
I had to pay a big price to come back, so I was hoping you could help me by placing a piece of my soul in this ring. So that if anything happens to my body, or my soul, or both, hopefully none, but hope if both, um, that I'm redeemable in some way. Could you help me? Look, Kane, I'm going to have to stop you right there, and I am going to have to say, hell no. I am not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Evelyn. Listen, you do not understand, Kane. You do not mess with dark magic. I'm already messing with dark magic. This is just a way to preserve my life if anything goes worse. Well, if okay, you say no, you... you're basically allowing me to die and go to hell at some point. Because, <laughs> frankly, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Look, Kane, believe me, I don't want that to happen to you. But you think you're dealing with dark magic with your demon? You can't even comprehend the type of dark magic that you would need to do what you're asking. I read about it in that book that we used to help out Rufus, and believe me, you do not want to get involved with this. Well, what is it? What's the price? I mean, you'd be amazed what prices I already have to pay. Look, it's, it's, it's really bad, like... How bad? Fine, look, if I, if I tell you about this, hopefully you'll understand how bad it is, but I need you to promise me that if I tell you this, you are not going to do it. Because you you don't understand. This this would change everything. I can't I can't promise that. That's the reason I'm coming to you for this information. Does it involve taking a life? Does it involve what do I what do I have to do? What what's the price? Oh my god. It Yes, you're you're pretty much right. You have to take a life. Oh. It an innocent sentient life. So as this is happening, I'll, I'll say that Steph, as you're yeah. explaining it, just just to get it accurate, you 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 walk over and pull out this this book, mm -hmm. and you you crack it open, and you can see Kane. Even from you, you see like little whiffs of magical aura are emanating from this book mm -hmm. as she's looking through it. Kane, you see her sift through the pages, and you stop at the correct page, Steph, and. Evelyn continues. Not only do you have to take an innocent sentient life, you need to eat their heart. <laughs> and then once you're done that, you have to do a blood ritual where you take some of their blood and some of your blood and you infuse it inside of this ring that you want to give Iris. So Holy shit. Don't, you need to understand how dark and messed up these things you want to do are, and you need to promise me that you are not going to go through with this. Like, look, I, I know you may be terrified of something happening to you and going to hell, and believe me, we do not want that to happen to you, but not at this price. You have to promise me you will not do this. Does it have to be a human life? It has to be an, a, a sentient life. So, Avery, by that, it means it has to be aware of its own existence. Mm. <laughs> when she was explaining that, she turned the, the book to you to show you, Kane, so you could, you know, because I, I think, Steph, you really want to hammer on how bad this is, yeah. right? So you even want to show him that you're not exaggerating, and, and, and you can see what it says, Kane. And because I refuse to use the trademark magical word of a certain transphobic author, <laughs> I'm going to call this spell a tether. He, he looks to her and he says, I promise I won't. Okay. Thank you. Believe me, you do not want to deal with this stuff. 
And yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that to to try to like help you out. Yeah, you're you're really you're really helping me, Evelyn. That's uh, that's clear. <laughs> Please, yes. Just <laughs> promise you're not going to do this. I'm sorry to barge in also on Christmas Eve. That's uh, it's probably not the most appropriate, but uh, time was of the essence. It took a little bit to get this ring. Um, I hope you have a good night, and I'll I'll see you when school starts again. Okay. Uh, yeah, no problem. Um, have a Merry Christmas, and, um, wish Iris a Merry Christmas for me. Yeah, I will. And Kane goes to leave, the, the door closes behind him, and he kind of stands in the hallway looking at the ring, and he repeats Evelyn's words of, like, you have no idea how bad it could be, huh? <laughs> and as he's walking away, he just kind of mutters in his breath, Evelyn, you have no idea how bad it already is. And he walks away. And with that, Kane, you head out into the snowy darkness. And our camera cuts away from you for quite a while. Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor... Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town are your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Coming in early 2021, the Fantasy Fantasia podcast and Skipping Stones Theatre, a Toronto performance group, present to you our very first secret episode collaboration. Join your favorite Oakhurst heroes and some new guests for a total of 11 players for an epic day of camping filled with fun, familiar camp activities and some Monster Hearts mystery and twists thrown in. This arc will feature three unique episodes. The first episode will be available for free. That's right, free. The other two can be available to you for just $3. For more information, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com or you can visit any of our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. We hope to see you there for Undergrad's very first secret episode collaboration. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Our camera opens up on Iris walking in the snow. And Iris, the just all, all the snow has, I feel like it's called you. You know what I mean? Like it, it's this oh, like perfectly picturesque <laughs> evening, you know? <laughs> so for now, right now, you are by yourself. Kane has uh, stepped out. He said he had to go take care of something. Um, what are you doing? Um, she's waiting in like the quad area, I guess. And she has boxes next to her and she's just like pacing back and forth and kind of like hopping up and down and she's just like giggling to herself and she's just walking back and forth and just waiting, waiting for for something. Oh, okay. So you're waiting. Um, I guess that brings us to Zach. Zach, what are you doing? <laughs> As our camera takes its way to Zach, uh, you can hear the sound of holiday music playing. 
and it catches him as he's playing his father's guitar doing one of his only Christmas traditions. He's playing I'll Be Home for Christmas, which is a song that just reminds him of his dad. And uh, he's, he's putting in guitar solos, embellishing a little bit. <laughs> and before too long, he realizes that he's late to meet Iris. So he packs up and he uh, bounds off. Oh my gosh, Zach, there you are. I feel like I've been waiting for like an hour. <laughs> Yo, uh, sorry, dude. I was uh, a little caught up in something. Okay, you weren't followed, right? Because it's really super secret and no one can follow us. Yeah, dude, nobody's following us here. First of all, everyone's gone home for the holidays, and secondly, I'm pretty sure I'd notice if somebody were, like, tailing right. us, you know? Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, as soon as Iris said someone might be following us, our camera would have cut to, like, a wide shot, and you just hearing, like, the wind, and, like, nobody around. <laughs> right, I forgot almost everyone's gone. Um, okay, well, thank you for joining me. I'm really, really excited. And um, it's gonna be great. I kind of feel a little naughty though, cause it's like a really big prank and it's kind of naughty. Dude, like naughty mm -hmm. is my specialty. Okay, well it's pretty naughty, so buckle up. Okay, so um, what I'm thinking is I want to help spread more joy over the holidays. So while everyone's gone right now, I want to build tons of snowmen all around campus and decorate them so that when people come back, they're just so full of Christmas joy. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, wow. That sounds like, uh, yep, that's a real prank if I've ever heard one. I know. Real good way to stick mm -hmm. it to those Grinches who have no <laughs> holiday cheer. I'm really excited. Oh, okay, but, um, okay, so I brought some stuff. Jeeves helped me. We have carrots, pull for eyes, and um, I wanted to find a bunch of hats. But I went to the party store and a lot of the Christmas hats were gone. So we used a lot of the Halloween stuff and I bought that up. So there's like um, cowboy hats and um, look, and she pulls out like a Batman costume. She's like, I figured this would be perfect in front of Egan's office. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Zach perks up at that comment instantly. Do you think it's gonna make people happy? Hey man, I think that'll make me happy, and that's the start of everything that matters, so. Okay, I felt so bad not telling Kane, but I wanted it to be a surprise, and I felt so naughty keeping a secret, but I just, I just think it's gonna be so much fun, and I've never done anything like this before, so thank you for helping. All right, uh, should we get started, I guess? Oh right, yes, we should probably get started, because we have lots of snowmen to build. So, um, yep. okay, where do you want to start? Dude, there's no time like the present, no place but here, so let's go here, but, uh, we could go to Egan's first if you wanted. Yes, let's start with Dr. Egan's and make the most beautiful, biggest snowman that's super handsome and looks just like Jeremy. Yeah, so you go to the biology building and uh, <laughs> you're you're outside the biology building. Again, you literally haven't seen a single person. Um, I want you both to roll hold steady for me to see how the snowman making goes. Oh no, that's a five. <laughs> so Iris, what were you trying to build? What snowman were you trying to build? Um, I feel like, so, I, I feel like she would let Zach do like the, the Batman one and she's doing like a sexy cowboy and she uses like a whip for like one of the, the hands. Mm, okay, so with that five, um, what you go for uh, with Sexy Cowboy turns out to be, like, all of your snowballs are very misshapen. They look, look more like peanuts. So he's this, like, oddly shaped, really thin but tall snowman. Uh, the cowboy hat is very tiny for how big the head is, so it looks like a tiny little cowboy hat on top of his head. And when you put the nose in, Iris, what you're going for is probably, like, 
Hey y'all, how you doing? I'm a sexy cowboy. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but what you get is like, hello, my name is the cowboy snowman. <laughs> That's the vibe I get. <laughs> That's what you hear. Like, he, 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 he talks to you. So uh, as soon as you put in that carrot, because he's technically a part of food or, like, a plant, you can hear him talk. And he looks at you and goes, Thank you for giving me life, ma'am. Oh, um, you're so welcome. Hey, can you maybe try to do something sexier? You're for my friend, and she's, like, very sexy. So I feel like... Oh, this does not look right at all, Zach. Oh, Zach. I'll see what I can do. And and, and you hear him go like, like he's concentrating a lot. And like the bottom, uh, the bottom ball, like bumps out a little bit. Like he's trying to push his booty out. How about that? Hey, hey, Zach, come here for a second. So you turn and see Zach. Zach, you roll the five too. So you're, 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 you're going for Batman. With that five, I'm going to say that you didn't even roll three separate balls for the snowman. It's literally just one really big ball <laughs> with, like, the Batman cowl on it. Ah, uh, perfect. <laughs> A carrot nose sticking out, and uh, it's significantly shorter than Carla's. So um, as soon as he puts that nose in and he kind of like looks over to you because you were calling him Iris, um, yeah. you do hear his snowman go like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Yay. No, 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 this is all wrong, Zach. If these two snowmen were he were human, would you sleep with either of them? Oh, you come here, I'll show okay, you a good time. <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> My standards are like famously low, but uh, I guess. Come here. Come here and get a little bit oh. of carotene. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's 90 years old. And she points uh, to oh the Oh my Batman. god, we are bad at this. Didn't you say you took like a sculpting class? I, I popped my booty more, did you see? And it, it's popped a little bit more. Oh. Um, I, I took, I was really good in sculpting class. I basically like taught my teacher how to just embrace things more, but I feel like these snowmen, when Egan sees them, they're gonna make her sad. As soon as you say that, Iris, you hear the sound of very, very faint rumbling. And you hear the cowboy go, Oh, I see them pretty lights up ahead! And <laughs> Zach and Iris, you hear the rumble of a snowblower coming towards the snowmen oh, no. as oh, one no. as one of the, the janitor workers has his headphones in in his like little drivable like snowplow and he's just clearing the sidewalk oh, I know you can't hear them but these snowmen are people and they're talking to me we can't let them die I'm beginning to think these lights are dangerous <laughs> these, these are like our children Zach what do we do well, first of all, Zach doesn't do the whole kid thing, so... Come to me, Daddy! Save me! <laughs> okay. Maybe um, we could cause, like, a, a distraction. A snow-related yes. distraction. Death is a fearful thing, for where we go, we know not of! You're not gonna die today! I won't let you die! And she puts up a snowball. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Zach... <laughs> <laughs> Arms himself with a snowball and charges the janitor. Iris follows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So the bright lights ahead, um, you you can see like in inside he's like he he's got you know big old 
set of like headphones going with his Walkman. No, sorry, his cassette player. He's got his like cassette player going and he's just like air drumming. He's clearly not even paying attention because literally nobody's here. So he's just having a great time, completely unaware of the snowman. So you both run up to him. So are do you want to throw the snowballs at him? Is that what you're trying to do? Oh, no, Iris has a completely different idea. And I think Zach assumed one thing and she was thinking another thing. So this will be hilarious. All right, so let's start with Iris. Iris, what are you going to do right now? Um, she runs up and she wants to hold up the snowball and go, excuse me, sir, do you want to build a snowman with us? <laughs> Iris would never throw a snowball at someone. That seems mean. <laughs> the sheer, like, rumble of it just drowns your voice out, so it comes off like, ah. And she's just hopping with the <laughs> snowball up in the air and trying to get his attention. You see the the actual snowplow itself kind of pass, and yet, like, clearly this guy, he's got his eyes closed, like, just just kind of air drumming, having a great time. Uh, he literally did not see you, and at this point, he's probably only about five feet away from, from the cowboy, and you, you, you hear the cowboy go, my booty won't pop anymore! Oh. Iris turns, turns to Zach and just yells, stop, do something quick! Okay. Zach runs up, grabs the uh, the Batman mask, and uh, tries to climb up on the snowplow. Oh my god. Okay, so roll roll hold steady for me. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Oh no. That's a six. Oh. I'm gonna use the uh, the Steph thing. Okay, so you're gonna do the re-roll. Okay, so you're gonna invoke the thing that Evelyn gave you, so you get a re-roll for that. So that's one of three. No! For you. That's the same fucking number. It's a six. <gasps> what? Oh, no. There's no getting around that. So so tell me what you wanted to do. You wanted to jump up on this thing, right? Okay. So Zach was thinking um, he'd yell, uh, uh, I'm Batman. Uh, climb up on the snowplow, uh, deliver a flying kick, and throw a snowball at the guy's face while he's on the ground. So here's what happens. So, I- I- Iris, you see... <laughs> You see this play out. You yell, you know, do something. You see him, like, turn around with the cowl on, on his, his face, and then you hear, give me back my face, from the other snowman. <laughs> but then you hear Zach go, I'm Batman. And he runs up to this fucking thing, jumps on top of it, and Zach, you're trying to do, like, this kick move or this crazy thing. Um, Iris, from your perspective, his foot goes right through the glass. <gasps> Zach, it just, like, stops, like, inches from him as your whole body then falls back onto the kind of hood of the front of this thing, and your leg is sticking out, and you can see, like, blood starting to pool out, and the thing, like, comes to a screeching halt, and the guy's like, what the fuck did you do? Oh, jeez, oh, uh, I, uh, uh, slipped on some ice, uh, I'm gonna need a hospital, no, no hospital, um, uh, just, just, like, a band-aid will do. Band-aid, you're bleeding all over the place, and then you just hear, thank you, my savior. Daddy, I love you. <laughs> You're my hero. Iris runs up. Zach, Zach, what did you do? I did it. Oh, I did it. You did do it. I'm so proud of you. Oh, okay, yeah, we should probably get you down. Hi, sir. These are our snowmen. Please don't hurt them. But if you'd like to help us build, you're more than welcome to. Oh, hey, that one's kind of sexy. Nailed it! It's the yes. booty pop, isn't it? Um, Iris kind of like helps Zach awkwardly off the, the the thing. Yeah, so you pull his leg out, and like there's there's pieces of glass just stuck up oh. to like in his shin. Hey, um, do you want me to help you with that? I think I remembered how to do some healing. Oh, you remembered? No. Oh. 
Uh, that'd be wonderful. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ah. Um, so what's, what is, it's his leg? <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to use sexual healing. Yes. Okay. So why don't you happening. say yeah, gonna, what, what gonna, it is again? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'm going to tell you how I want to do this. Um, <laughs> um. So this is a move from the a nymph skin that was created, and so it's sexual healing. When you attend some uh, sensually someone's wounds, turn them on and heal to harm on them. Okay, so how are you gonna do this? <laughs> okay, this is what I think is gonna happen. She kind of like puts her hands around his like pants, like where it's where it is, and kind of grabs a fistful of his pants, and um, her eyes turn green like this bright green and she just like rips off like he basically like almost like tear away pants i feel like her fate energy just like rips them off of him <laughs> and then she just places her hands like directly on the skin around the area and then heals it i feel like for iris to like heal she needs to like have like direct contact with the skin sure so do you have to roll for turn someone on nope nope as long as i do it sensually apparently that's uh that's what happens zach are you at least mildly aroused I gotta say yes. There's, there's like no way he wouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. So like you're at least rocking a half chub at this point, and uh, <laughs> the snowplow guy looks at you, and Iris. I'll say you probably even turn him on just you know a little bit. He's like, oh. She like comes out of it when she finishes. Like, okay, there. Oh, I am really sorry about your pants. Uh, don't worry, dude. All of my pants are tearaway pants. <laughs> this is fine. Okay. But hey, look, your leg's better, right? Oh, wow, that was surprisingly quick. Uh, mm -hmm. thanks. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess we did that then. Yeah, we saved our we saved our snow babies. Mama, look at my booty! <laughs> and yeah, Iris, you see that you know after working at some time, this uh, the snowman baby that you have has developed working quite the butt. I am so proud of you. You look so sexy. Ah uh, no, I'm pretty. I need to start building more snowmen because I want to finish my naughty prank. The snowplow guy goes, hey, I actually might be able to help you. And over the next two hours, he helps to plow large chunks of snow from around the area. And Aww. you all get to make these like truly massive snowmen that are now kind of scattered around uh I'll say, you know, because it's only a few hours, like, let's say that most of the quad area into the biology area, there's a lot of snowmen around. Is that fair to say for you, Iris? Oh, yeah. And they're Is all wearing, fine? like, different, like, Halloween costumes, so it's really confusing. <laughs> and and unlike the, the, the first two that, like, were abject failures, um, the rest of them are just like, hey, how's it going? I'm a snowman. I'm pretty chill. And uh, I'm glad that you gave me life, Mommy. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look, just look at these twig arms, and he like like moves his like his his little branch arms. Oh yeah, that's good. Mm. Cool. We made sexy snowmen, Zach. We should be very proud of ourselves. <laughs> yep, uh, pretty proud of myself. Um, hey, listen, can we go inside? I've been doing this for like two hours, and my legs are really fucking cold. Oh no, he's got no pants. Yeah, oh he's got God, no pants I on. <laughs> you really had to rip him, eh? I, I just, I don't know what came over me. It just like, I just needed to get to the area and it just ripped. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Please bring your pants to my butler Jeeves and he'll sew them for you. He's a really good seamstress. <laughs> sure. Um, 
Where is Jeeves? Here, I'll bring you to him. Okay, oh wow, your legs are getting- yeah, you, you look very cold. Okay, let's hurry. Okay, so where do you both go? We go to the tree- the treetops to go to Jeeves so we can get his pants so back. You enter the treetops and you see Jeeves is putting the last minute touches of um, garland and stuff on the tree behind the desk. And he turns around and he goes, Ah, hello there, Madam Iris. How may I help you? Hi. Um, Jeeves, this is my friend, Zach. Zach, this is Jeeves. Zachary, my name is Jeeves. Yeah, I think you were, uh, you were Frankenstein on Halloween, right? Yes, I, oh yes, yes, I, I do remember you there. Yes, you are a friend of Miss Addisworn, I believe. <laughs> yeah, Silda. She's, uh, she's something. They had sex. <laughs> oh yeah, we totally did. Very well done. I hope that you wore protection. Not that it's for her, well, for, more for her sake than yours. I, I care about her a lot, so. Oh, yes, Zach, do you want some really neat condoms, too, while you're here, since I ruined your pants? Would you like me to get the condom booklet out? Yes. There's a booklet? <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Yes, actually, Sears released a lovely catalog, and I do keep it. And he pulls out the Sears catalog of condoms, and he opens them up, and you see, yeah, it, it's just, it's like 50 whole pages of, like, different samples. Pick 10 you want, Zach. It's on me, because I ruined your pants. Uh, <laughs> Zach's going to grab, like, a glow and dark one. Um, maybe there's, like, a christmas theme jingle bell one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got real bells at the end. <laughs> this is so dangerous. At the very bottom, though. <laughs> Um, so, so they like jingle. It's like a festive dick ring. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I love Jeeves. And, and he goes, "So, um, I beg your pardon, but you're not wearing pants." Yeah, that's kind of why we're here. Uh, Iris says you're like a seamstress or something. Well, uh, I do wear many hats. Yes, sir. Hmm. Cool, man. Uh, could you put that like tailor hat on and uh, fix these pants for me, man? Right away, sir. Not a problem. And with a flurry, he opens up his jacket pocket, and you see sitting nicely in his butler tuxedo is a beautiful sewing kit. And he begins to open up the sewing kit and fix your pants for you. And he goes, are you both ready for Christmas Eve? I love this time of year. So magical and snowy and quiet. It's rather lovely. I'm glad that you're here, Iris. It, it does make it a little less lonely here. I'm glad I'm here, too. Yeah, Zach, what are your Christmas Eve plans? Are you meeting a special someone or I mean you're kind of looking at it I don't I don't really do the whole Christmas thing what you don't do Christmas but it's such a joyful time yeah most of the time I guess but uh, it's not really my thing anymore you know oh well can't you make some new traditions or or is there a special someone that you might want to spend the time with tonight uh no um it's uh the gang's all, they're back home, you know? Hmm. But if someone were here, would you spend time with them? And she kind of gives like a wicked smile. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah, sure. A certain, I don't know, maybe say, woman with dark hair who's your friend and is a sexy drummer? And she kind of smiles at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, if she were here, I'd, uh, probably hang out with her and go over some band stuff. What? Band stuff? Oh, Zach. You know what, Jeeves? Um, could you get my friend Zach here that really romantic, spicy movie you gave Kane and I? I think he needs to watch it and be re-inspired. 
Oh, I just picked up a brand new copy. Uh, the VHS is perfectly intact. And he pulls out Casablanca. <laughs> and he, like, winks at you. <laughs> the, uh, the top left corner of his mouth kind of lifts in disgust at the sight of a black and white movie. <laughs> so at, at that moment... The doorbell rings as the door opens, and Iris, you turn around and you're looking at Kane. <laughs> hey! Hey, hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Oh my gosh, where where did you go? I uh, I actually went to go visit Evelyn. I figured since she's around for Christmas too, that I would pop by and say, hey, uh, it's probably not a good idea to go to where she lives though it's like super dangerous like somebody was getting robbed while I was there rats were having a fight it smells like shit it's just not a good place to be I actually feel kind of bad that she's there (laughs) oh that is that is pretty sad and then she kind of just turns to to Zach and notices he's wearing no pants (laughs) Zach uh (laughs) he just starts laughing (laughs) Zach echoes the nervous laughter Iris starts just smiles am I missing something here (laughs) Uh, okay, I'm gonna say this for the first time, unironically. This isn't what it looks like. <laughs> oh. Oh, you, no, I. You two? Yeah, no. That, I could, that's not even a possibility. Don't oh. even worry, Zach. It's, uh, it's all good. Wow. Iris is looking confused because she's not sure how to take that. It's. It's. It's not. I'm not sure what you mean by not what it looks like because I don't really understand, but. Um. I did rip off Zack's pants, but it was only to heal him because his leg was through a window. And done. <laughs> and uh, you see that the last thread goes in and Jeeves gives you back your pants, Zack. Oh, uh, thanks, dude. He's just going to slip those on and uh, turn one shade less red. Wait, Zack, the VHS, don't forget it. Oh, uh, thanks, man for this. Please return it within the week, sir, or I will have to hunt you down. (laughs) You hear, like, really quietly, like, his knuckles just, like, crack like, as he, like, flexes them really subtly. Hey, Zach? Yep. Thanks again for your help today. I had fun. Yeah. Yay! And here's your condoms. Don't forget them. (laughs) Okay, just gonna reiterate. Not what it looks like. I'm just gonna leave you two lovebirds. Zach, uh, and Kane actually walks up to him and puts his hand on his shoulder. Relax, man. It's okay. <laughs> I would I would first believe you put your leg through a window that you two were sleeping together. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then Kane's smile kind of fades. He's like, "What well, that well, just, just have a merry Christmas." <laughs> merry Christmas. And Zach, as you open the door and head out, um, Iris, you can only hear this, but you pass, like, he passes, like, four or five snowmen as soon as, like, he leaves, and you hear them go, like, hi, Dad, hello, Dad, hello, <laughs> as, as they're saying hello on the way out, and Jeeves says, will you be needing anything else, the two of you? Uh, no, I have everything I need right here, and she puts her arm around Kane. <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, I'm going to watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life. So if you'll both excuse me, I have a date with some hot cocoa. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, you have any plans tonight, Iris? Are you going home to see your family for Christmas? Or is that something you, you fairies don't do? No, um, I'm staying here until graduation. So I am. Um, oh, you're just, okay. <laughs> I was hoping we would get to spend Christmas Eve together. 
And she kind of looks at him. Does he, do you look like sad? Does Kane look sad at all? Can she like pick up on it? No, he doesn't. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> he actually looks like pretty chipper. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, no, I figured we'd maybe spend Christmas Eve together. Is that okay? I was hoping for the exact same thing. <laughs> I we gotta we gotta decorate though. We haven't done anything to any of our rooms yet. I know, but did you notice something different outside? Uh, and he genuinely thinks for a moment because he didn't really notice the snowmen on the way in. <laughs> his, his mind was a little preoccupied. Um, so he says, uh, uh, "You have new flowers in your hair." <laughs> the smile kind of fades from her face, and she just looks at him like really kind of sad. Oh. No, I, the, um, Oops. your flowers looked great. You don't, you don't even need new ones. These ones look super no. fresh. It's all, it's, I. You didn't notice anything outside that maybe brought you joy? You through the window? I mean, I, uh, hold on. And he, he starts backtracking <laughs> and he goes to the door. He looks out. And you see a multitude oh. of snowmen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In various costumes. So, somebody, wow. Where did you get all these costumes from? I bought them. Look at, aren't they great? I did it to spread joy, and Zach helped me because I wanted to surprise you and Egan and, and Evelyn too. We put one in front of Evelyn's. Well, I didn't go really close because I didn't know where her dorm was, but I think I put one in the general direction of her dorm. It might be melted by then. Everything is slush on that side of the campus. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so bad for us. <laughs> I'm just trying to look for opportunities to make. Yeah, exactly. Even the weather is even the weather is worse there. Yeah, there's like a microclimate that's just shit over the yeah. And Kane's like, "Where did you get the leather jacket?" As he looks at one that he feels like looks like it. Oh, um, I maybe borrowed it because I thought that it would make for the sexy snowman. Oh, sexy snowman, eh? And he kind of moves closer to her. Yeah, really sexy. Not as sexy as the person who owns it, but kind of <laughs> close-ish. Well, uh, why don't we why don't we get the fireplace going upstairs and uh, we can have a merry Christmas together? <laughs> I actually have your gift. I, I know I gave you a gift at Egan's, yeah. but um, I didn't want to give it to you in front of everybody else's. It's, it's kind of personal. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can we can do that. But I really like the lava lamp. It's really pretty. I stare at it for like hours every night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was it was a bit of a last minute grab on the way over. I'm glad it worked out. Hmm. So you two both head up to oh um my God. Do, do you have a preferred room? Are you gonna go to Kane's or Iris's? Probably Iris's. Yeah, because Iris, <laughs> I, you have the hot tub, yeah. Right? I have the hot tub, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the winter. So you go up to Iris's room, both of you, and you can see like the hot tub steam kind of coming up, breaking through the beautiful snowy night as the empty, lit up campus lies before you. And uh, yeah, you start to decorate, you get the fire going, and you know, there's some garlands getting hung up and stuff like that. So um, hmm. what what do you want to do when you're in the room, Iris? We'll start with Iris. Um. Oh, I mean, she's just like, I think she really enjoys decorating. I don't think it's fully Christmassy. Like she's definitely adding like pink and like, just like rainbow <laughs> colors into like everything. But she's just having a great time decorating. She's like living up her first Christmas Eve, so. And she's probably drank way too much hot chocolate. Like way <laughs> too much. Like she's probably hyper AF. Yeah, mm -hmm. Kane's had to put the kettle on like three times. <laughs> <laughs> you like pour her one and turn around two seconds later. She's like, I'm done, more. 
<laughs> so, Kate, she's tornadoing around the room high on hot chocolate and Christmas magic. Um, what are you doing? He's kind of taking it all in. And he's this is kind of his first Christmas that he's actually looked forward to as well. So he's excited about the additions of rainbow-colored decorations <laughs> and whatnot. What he does do, though, is um, he goes into the bathroom at some point because he looks down and notices um, he had some stuff on his shoe. So he goes to the bathroom and puts his shoe in the sink really quickly and kind of um, washes off the leftover blood that he thought he got off. But um, oh now God. he's completely clean. And yeah, he just comes back out uh, with his shoes off. He's just in his socks. And she's just like, okay, and I put this one up and I think it looks really good there. Do you think the pink looks good next to the yellow? I just don't want to have too many colors. I want to make sure they all have their own space, you know? The more colors, the better in my mind. Hmm. And I think you're doing a great job. Thanks. And she kind of hops down and like surveys it next to him. I think it's done. <laughs> it's perfect. Now we just need the fire. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes to light the fire and it starts to get warm. He kind of puts his hands out for a moment. And um, he kind of waves Iris over to sit next to him in front of the fire. Oh, she like quickly like runs over because she's high on sugar. <laughs> so Iris, um, I have a gift for you. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot recently just about where we started and how far we've come. You and I specifically, I mean, I mean, one day I, I fall down a laundry chute and meet you and then <laughs> then the next, um, well, th things moved really fast, but it never felt wrong. And I, I feel like when you know, you know, you know. Um, yeah, I, I love you, Kane, of course. <laughs> I, I love you too. Um, yeah, it, it, I can't believe it's only been four months. It, it, feel, it feels like forever and it feels like nothing at the same time. It's only been four months? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Evelyn made that a, a, apparent to me, actually, when I went to go visit her. <laughs> um, I really appreciate how far you're willing to go to help me. And the fact that you've been sticking by my side despite all these pretty scary things that surround me hmm. in my past. And I wanted to get you something that exemplifies just how strong I think our bond is and how, how much I really appreciate your your commitment and to show how committed I am to you as well um, oh. and, he, and he puts his hand into his back pocket and he pulls out a ring box and he opens it when he showed up at Evelyn's it was a clear diamond but now that he opens it it's the flower and, and the diamond in the center is blood red <gasps> And made even darker oh. by the firelight that's reflecting off of it. It's, shi it's shining God. like this beautiful sanguine ruby just flashing in the firelight. And and Iris, this thing, you can feel love emanating from it. Oh. And don't think magical or anything like that. I just mean you can feel care and love and sacrifice were put in. Oh, so it's like a good, she feels like a good feeling from it. Uh, yes, specifically, Ooh, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Kane! I'm not asking you to marry me. It has been four months, but but this is sort of a, uh, a um, my promise to you that I will always stay by your side and I will never let you go unless, unless you wanted to, but... No, I don't... I don't want to. You're... Oh my gosh, this is beautiful and, and it... 
it almost feels like there's love coming out of it. It's, and she just like takes it and like puts like um. She goes, which finger? Um, I I I don't know. Um, I didn't really get it sized actually, so we'll see which one it fits on. <laughs> she puts it um, on like um. Yeah, she'll put on like the ring finger on her left hand side. I think she would have read about. You put it on the ring finger on your left hand, and it slides on, and it feels loose, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't. Hmm. It slides on, and it feels loose, and then it Ooh. just fits per- perfectly. Oh. Huh. Well, for a second I thought it wasn't gonna fit, but it's perfect, and you're perfect, and. This is all perfect. This is the. And she just like like goes up and just gives him like a big kiss. <laughs> after um after the kiss, he he just says, yeah, think of it as a little piece of me you can take with you wherever you go. Aww. And she just like hugs him, really tight. And she's like, thank you so much, Kane. And as they're embracing, the camera pans out, and all that I can say is, Iris, if you were maybe more in tune with the magic of Earth. You might feel that when you kiss Cain and you feel his heart skip a little bit, hmm. you know, seeing you, you could swear if you were in tune with Earth's magic a little bit more, you feel a similar palpitation and rhythm inside the ring. Oh my god. <laughs> and oh on that, our camera fades to black. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.